This is a Fubar Radio podcast. You can subscribe to the app on Apple and Android. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two on Fubar Radio. Tuesday afternoon, you're on FUBAR, Sarah Hugh and Doc too. Uh, Doc Brown is away again today, Sarah Love. We're cool, doing, chilling. We're missing him now, this is three weeks, three weeks <laughs> in a row. We're not, I think he's on his way back uh, from somewhere over the, uh, Columbia, he should be, might be back already or somewhere in transit. incredibly exotic. I think like that, but we do miss him, he will be back next week, which yes. is good because we, um, yeah. So rest assured. We miss uh, Doc Brown on the show, uh, how you doing anyway, you're good? I am good, it's been another um, crazy week, but a, a good one and uh, everyone's complaining about like the winter at the moment, but I'm actually loving it. Yeah, I love the chilly. Yeah, it's been chilly, but like beautiful, beautiful blue skies. Yeah, so no, skies. I'm happy. And how you've had crazy busy weekends, like yeah, award shows and yeah, just celebrity lifestyle you're living. Well, oh, far from far from. Yeah, we did that <laughs> the uh, musical comedy awards. I didn't win. I didn't get. I didn't get through. That's Boo. That's all right. But I did that. Oh, screw them. Yeah, we don't yeah. care about them yeah. anyway. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, excited to uh, have coming up on the show today a couple of uh, very very talented. Uh, female hip hop artists, yeah. uh, Grace Savage. Now you, you, uh, and Grace Savage, obviously a beatboxer, incredible mm. beatboxer, like being crowned a UK champion twice already, and doing um, kudos from Will Smith. I kudos know. Will Smith, How many of us can say we got like kudos from Will Smith? <laughs> yeah, not many. Not many of me. Uh, Killing it. Also, uh, Angel MC, who you know personally, you know, you're doing something with at the moment. Is that yes, right? and, and Grace. Yeah. So uh, yeah, both of these ladies are just absolute fire. Really, um, go getters, women. Doing it for themselves. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, they're super talented, so it'll be lovely to hear from them later. And, you know, we're going to get some live uh, performance from them, hopefully, too, in the show. Maybe hear some beatbox sound effects and rapidy raps. The rapidy raps. Can't wait. Mm. So that'll be um, just after five. They're going to be coming. So it's a bit of a uh, Just Us Girls kind of show today, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're tuning in just to us your girls. <laughs> feminine side. To it. You're going to be overwhelmed <laughs> with estrogen Well. Today. Thank my lucky stars I was brought up by a single mother, hey? So there we go. Yes. <laughs> but it is like National Women's Day or Week or something like that. I feel really... International, ash- it is. International. Thank you, <laughs> Nat. That's just like, get it right. Yeah. I feel so ashamed of myself. I'm like, don't even know about these things. And I'm meant to be one of these strong sisters out there. Killing it for the ladies. Is it today? Is it International Women's Day? Uh, to- no, Friday or On something? Friday. Yeah. yeah. So Monday. I feel so... Sunday. All right. We've got... <laughs> Producer Nat okay, has like really got to work on this to give it yeah. its correct props to. <laughs> Thanks to the Otherwise, research team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is us. We're just totally undermining the movement, aren't we? So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I guess it's in theme with that, isn't it? That we're going to have lots of uh, female energy in the place. All about it. Well, it's all, all about balance. Like when uh, when you were away a couple of weeks ago, and it was uh, myself and Doc here, and it did get pretty boysy up oh. in her. <laughs> pretty boysy. Um, yeah, so it's good. We'll, uh, we'll get into that today. And hey. throughout the show, I've picked out a whole gang of like uh, tunes from some ill female artists too. Cool. So to add to the theme. Amazing, amazing. Um, do you believe in like... Uh, Ghosts? Ghosts? <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? No. No. Well, I've never experienced it myself. I don't don't believe in death. 
So right. maybe we can get into that conversation in the next. I, I believe in the ev- Mumra, the ever living. Oh. No, um, <laughs> I, you know, we're all part of this continual cycle that's been going on for billions and billions of years. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that's all quite deep, really, isn't it? For four o'clock in the afternoon. It's very deep. Yeah. It's very deep. Um, <laughs> no, sorry. What were you going to ask me? I wanted to know if you believe in science, like science from the universe. Oh, wow, that's, that's signs, pretty deep as well. Say, signs. Signs. Do you believe in signs? For sure. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I believe in Mother Nature, the power of the universe directing things and all of that good stuff for sure. I believe in that too. Now, I was brought up by a bit of are you a... Taking uh, the, are you taking the piss no, out of me? A bit of a, bit of, <laughs> bit of a hippie mother. I was brought, hippie parents, actually. So I was always brought up around You know, my mum's an astrologist and, uh, you know, Chinese numerology. All of this. So she's very big on, ask the universe for a sign. The universe is going to give you a sign. Yeah. You need a sign. You just ask. I've got a sign. Just as I was walking into the food bar office before, I've got a oh, sign. Really? I like to think that this was a sign from the universe. Wow, did it smack you in the face? Pretty much. Oh, actually, even close, I tripped over it. <laughs> Look, I found a little Let's cardboard see. sign oh. on the floor that said agility. A little wow. cardboard. That, that's almost creepy. Do you reckon? <laughs> when it's all like, what's that about? <laughs> I don't know, but it's definitely a sign did, from the universe. What did you interpret that to mean then? As a, as a sign from the universe speaking to you. Go to yoga? I think so too. I think you got that spot on. Be more flexible. Don't be so rigid <laughs> in life. See, it's deep. I think you should put that on the mantelpiece when you get home. There is just something else. Meditate on it. <laughs> there is something else about this sign that I haven't shown you. So on one side, just so one, because obviously you won't be so able to see agility. it. If you're listening right now, it's a little cardboard you know, thing. It's probably about, uh, I don't know, 15 centimetres long, about seven or eight centimetres high. It's just a little Scrolled cardboard piece on of paper. with a marker pen. Marker pen, agility. And then on the other side, I picked it up and I was like, oh, good on you, universe. Yeah, Maybe that's that. a sign yeah. that I do need to be a bit I'm more flexible, maybe. capture that. Yeah. And then I picked it up and I was looking, I was really pondering over it, going, this is some deep shit. This is deep. Till I saw the other side, which said uh, geo, geo logistics. <laughs> and I thought, maybe it wasn't a sign. Maybe I just made this whole fucking thing up in my head. Maybe it's not a sign from the universe at all. Or maybe it it was. You reckon? I reckon it is. Well, I'm not too sure <laughs> about it. Geo logistics. So what did you interpret from the message from geo logistics? I interpreted that I was going way too deep into a little cardboard <laughs> sign that had agility written on it with a bloody black marker. But you see, things like that, I'm always so curious as to like, okay, who the hell wrote that? Like, why have they written agility? There's like no explanation behind yeah. that. It's very curious. It is very, very strange. I saw another weird sign uh, in the paper yesterday as well, which I wanted to talk to you about up next because I'm really not sure. And after seeing this sign in the paper <laughs> and finding my agility slash Geo Geolistics um, uh, sign this morning. I'm not sure about signs at all anymore. Oh no! No, I'm really not sure. You're not. So, you're not confident that the universe is conspiring. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll okay, find out next. I can't wait to hear what this is. <laughs> you're on Fubar, Sarah Hugh, and Doc Two. Souls of Mischief, 93 till infinity. You're on Fubar, Sarah Hugh, and Doc Two. Doc Brown away again today. But that's fine, because we got you covered. We've got mm. you covered. We're, we're, we're just talking about um, science. Well, it started off as science from the universe, because I found a sign this morning. And I'm a big believer in finding science from the universe, you know? <laughs> and then Getting just disregarding little hints, them. Hints in the right direction for life. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Um, I found a little sign that said agility on the floor, and I was like, there you go. That's a good one. I need that. Be more flexible in life. That's a good one. But on the other yeah. side, I found it this morning walking into FUBAR. Uh, on the other side, it said geologistics, and I was like, that's a crap sign. Crap sign. It's got nothing. I've just made this whole thing up in my head. You, um, got, you got all deep with yourself for like 30 seconds. All the 30 seconds, and you're like, oh, geo logistics. Well, so these things, like, they can be, I find them very, very curious sometimes. Um, like signs, 
slogans or little things that you could potentially take some meaning from. Um, but it's a whole science, really, it isn't is. it? Like people, yeah. put, there's companies paying like millions of pounds to, for people to. You know, research this stuff and work our minds, man, without us even knowing. I know it is weird. Well, and I don't know again if this is something because, like, you know, from the whole Australian and Englishing, maybe it just means something different. I don't know. Mm. But I was just flipping through the paper yesterday, okay. uh, and I saw a uh, an ad for a UK steam rail tour uh, presented by the Railway Touring Company, mm. and the big business headline, the the sign, the big slogan at the top says, "The Cock of the North." Beautiful. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> can I just show that? I'll put it up on our Fubar Facebook. To, I, you can make of it what this. you will. <laughs> oh, the North. <laughs> the cock of the North. What is going on there? It, it, it does. That's well, promoting it's the steam traffic. It's yeah. pretty phallic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. That's weird, right? Is, is it just me, or is that I'm looking at a steam no, train? That's like ye olde England speak. Is it? I don't know, but that's, I reckon that's probably how they think they're getting away with it. Just like, yeah. No, this is how they used to talk back in the day. They weren't crude like you modern folk. Oh, yeah, and I know. I do have a pretty puerile sense of humour. So I see this like, like a... <laughs> but I, thought, I started looking into this a little bit more because I reckon I was thinking, as soon as I saw that, I was like, surely that's not the first time there's been a really bad business slogan. Um, and I did actually find, I did actually find quite a few which I thought were uh, a little bit curious, to say the least. Uh, one was, uh, a, this is for a business slogan for an auto repair transmission, uh, like a mechanics. And it mm. says, we guarantee fast service no matter how long it takes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know. That's brilliant. I love that. I don't know if that's really the best one. I don't know if that's really going to like it. That, if that's a sign, that You're a confusing me. My brain is hurting. I don't get it. Uh, there was plenty more. So Actually, last week in the states, I drove past a um, a uh, it was some kind of like a car workshop place, but it was called Lube Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so childish. I'm probably the only person on this freeway who's seen that and found that amusing. Well, but they they really put money into like that making that whole you know they dedicated their business to that name. Well, that's the whole thing. Like this would these would have been bounced no matter how <laughs> shitty the marketing department was of these businesses. There's definitely at least a couple of people there putting their heads together, going, "What do you think? What do you think?" Yeah, you know, like this oh, one I saw them. for a daycare. Uh, and the slogan it says, "We touch the ones you care about the most." And I was thinking, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> That's probably not the best one. I'm probably gonna will not be taking anyone. We're not the most there. How could people like you know? Oh, if it's something like lube up and it's funny, and you're like, oh yeah, that's you know, someone's like having a bit of a laugh. They're having a bit of a laugh, but you're not really. You don't want to be too comical when you come to a daycare. Someone screwed up really bad. There's literally this picture is like the front of the building, and big big bold. We touch the ones you care about the most. Someone <laughs> didn't think that through probably. No, they really didn't. Um, but this one, this one's a little bit pure. I like this one. Like, like the lube up. It's for an, a drilling company in the States. Your hole is our goal. <laughs> have you heard about paws? No. you never no. heard about paws in the States. Have this, you know, so anything like innuendo like that, where oh, it's right, like right, to, right. to cancel out the innuendo, you have to say paws afterwards. Really? <laughs> so and it's it like that. You'd be like, pause. Is yeah. that kind of like going, don't take any offence. You're a dickhead. I hate you. No offence. I can't yeah, take offence. Yeah. I said no, take, don't take offence. Or the other good one is like, with respect, 
you're a dickhead. Yeah, yeah so exactly. Like, <laughs> it means you have no respect. No, but pause is more like sexual innuendo. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. So right. in that instance, they need to put pause in brackets after that. A bit, maybe a little bit like this uh, shoe, uh, shoe store uh, called Jerkin, and the slogan <laughs> says, "Stop working, start jerking." <laughs> Pause. Pause. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Why would you say that? Like, is that not weird? It's like it's because there's sweet, innocent, gentle people out there who aren't sick and twisted like us. You, you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe and they have. They're completely naive to any of this dark world side of the world that we inhabit. All right, what about this one? No, that you. Inhabit, yeah, that yeah. me. That me. I, I look for these things. I'm like, <laughs> cock of the north. <laughs> uh, you know the golden gay times? Those ice creams. Do you have those? No. Oh, they're so <laughs> delicious. Like they're Golden re- Gate or Gay? Gay. Golden Gay time. Um, they are really, that really nice. Fantastic. They're kind of, um, it's like uh, uh, vanilla ice cream and it's wrapped in like chocolate and then like crumbled nuts and stuff on the outside. Like, they really <laughs> are delicious. Um, but they had a very famous slogan uh, back in the 80s, uh, um, which was quite Sorry, funny. Is this an Aussie thing? Well, it must be. I, I just assumed it was like an ice cream that possibly around. No, it should be worldwide famous. They're really, yeah, I they're, can imagine that being a bestseller. They really are delicious. Really Golden really, Gay. Golden Gay Time, they're called. Wonderful. Um, and the I slogan it. was It's hard to have a gay time on your own. <laughs> that's brilliant. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, that is brilliant. I love it. Oh, um, <laughs> now we were talking about something quite funny just before uh, before we started, Sarah, about um, about women proposing to men. Yeah. Now something has happened. Pretty funny. It's kind of funny. It's a little bit disturbing as well. Yeah, it's kind of a bit mash up really because uh, the most one of the most hated women in the UK it's like I don't even want to say her name because she's so horrible <laughs> like how can you like have fun out of like just you know her whole thing is getting vi- uh, getting attention from just being really nasty and it's not even nasty in like a boom boom like just joking with you kind of way it's like just out and out I'm just really I'm going to say the most hurtful thing I can imagine to you so anyway this lady who I'm sure many of us know who we're talking about she um, recently fired some shots at Dan Danny Dyer, who lots of British people yeah. love him. And uh, because his wife has proposed to him. And so I think ah. they've been together like 20 something years or whatever. And um, yeah, he said yes. And so it's like, oh, rejoice. Like right. everyone's really happy for them. But then this horrible lady was like, you know, said something nasty on Twitter, like cussing him for being emasculated by um, his girlfriend proposing and saying that a woman should never propose to a man. And that's just a total no, no. And um, yeah, it was just saying that it's, it's outrageous. And so I'm just like, Thing I, I don't think is outrageous. I no. think it's why not? I t- well, I tell you what. I tell you what. Yeah. Coming up next, right? I'm going to tell you when I was proposed to by a woman. Oh, I was proposed I'm to by a woman. To hear and then this. also, I want to get you to slag this person off. I want you to say their name. <laughs> slag off. It's coming up next, right after Salt and Pepper. You're on Fubar with Sarah Hugh and Doc Two. You're hurt. Take it from the top. Salt and Pepper. My mic sounds nice. Oh, You're on yeah. Fubar, Sarah Hugh and Doc Two, Doc Brown away today, and uh, yeah, a bit of a just us girls show today. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to be having a couple of very, very talented uh, female hip hop artists joining us just after five: Grace Savage and Angel MC. Yes. Um, now, what we've been talking about is it okay for a woman to propose to a man? Yes. Now, look, I personally would think this is a little bit of a no-brainer, but 
Oh wow! But apparently, of course, I mean, of course, it's all right for him. But like, I guess well, the things we're talking about the, uh, the the Danny Dyer, who of course plays Mick Carter in EastEnders. His yeah, his proper just like lads, lad, yeah. like hardcore geezer. Mm, and his girlfriend he, so. just proposed to him, which is lovely. And he said yes, and he's super proud about it. And then he, she who shall not be named, because <laughs> we're not giving Mrs. Voldemort. Do we, yeah. not, do we don't want to say her name. <laughs> Gargamel or something. No, um, I don't know. I don't want to say her name. Like, why promote this chief? Come on, we okay. all know who it is. All right, cool. So we're we're avoiding that. But she just, was no, just a hater, Mrs. Hater. Yeah, but she was um she so she was slagging Danny Dyer off on Twitter saying how emasculating. Da 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 da. And he basically just told her to get stuffed. Yeah, was like you know, he kind of shut her down in a really cool way. He killed her with kindness, which was quite fun. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and I think he was. Also just trying to... She was trying to say, like, well, obviously he doesn't really want to marry her if she's had to propose. So some people would take that angle, isn't it? If the woman is having to propose, like, really, does the dude want to get married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, but, and you was well, well, you can speak from experience, you. Yeah, Speaking I can. from the Aussie men, which Aussie men, I'd say, are pretty, like, you know, masculine. Me? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hang on, can you say that again? I've just got to quickly record that on my phone. I think that might have been the, you might be the first person to say that. No, but you know, like how Aussie dudes is very like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, we, we do want to uh, know from you as well. Is it okay for a woman to propose to a man? You can hit us up at uh, Fubar Radio on uh, on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Look, I I totally think it's fine. I think it's fine to the point where um, yes, I have been proposed to before. I know. I want to hear this story. So break it down. Okay, it was so romantic. All right, so we're oh. in. Uh, we were in Byron Bay. I'm already virtually okay. crying. Oh my god, uh, Byron Bay! I love Byron Bay. Bay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're in Byron Bay. We're um, we um, had been fighting a lot, um, <laughs> and we were really, really drunk at a nightclub. And then just, com- I think I went to get some drinks. And then came back. Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just ouch because yeah. I'm kind of like you know uh, <laughs> spilling yeah. my deepest, <laughs> darkest, most hurtful feelings here, and you're just laughing at me. I'm sorry. I'm Thanks. Sorry. It's not a safe Very place. Right. The studio's okay. not a safe place. No, no. So I come back with a couple of drinks, um, and uh, and then she was down on the ground. I thought she dropped something. I was like, oh, what'd you drop? And she's like, no. Will you marry me? Wow. Like, wow. I did. She's on one knee and everything. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she got down. She didn't have a ring or anything. It was obviously just like a spare of the moment kind of last thing. Budget proposal. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was pretty wild. Um, yeah, I said, I said yes. Oh. I said yes. And then I think we broke up like a week later. <laughs> oh, too much pressure. <laughs> so what, had she planned, had she thought about this beforehand? Like, had she planned to, oh, we're going to be in Byron. This will be so romantic. I'll do it then. Or was it literally just in that moment she was suddenly like, I reckon I might propose. Yeah, yeah. Something to do. No, I think I think it might have been a bit like that because she was kind of in shock the next day as well. Because I mean, afterwards oh. we we're like, yeah, we were really pissed. And we we're like, yeah, we're getting married. Everybody, we're getting married. and then suddenly <laughs> you're like, okay, hold on, I don't quite think through what I'm signing up for here. Well, I mean, we'd just been having a hard time anyway. We had it hadn't oh, been going very well cute. anyway, um, and we now we can't even go back to that bar again because we basically we told everyone we're getting engaged and we got free drinks all night and a little party. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was worth it after all, anyway. Yeah, it's got one of those hustles where you just turn up and go, "Oh, it's my birthday." Oh, good day. Uh, we've got an email here. Uh, this is from Ed in uh, Kentish Town saying, uh, "Hey guys, I consider myself a bit of a manly man. Always thought I'd be the one to propose to my lady. Uh, the last leap year, uh, my missus asked me to marry her um, at." barbecue and uh, and lost it I cried like a baby and I said yes immediately I've always said the real men don't cry so I've had to live with that uh, down uh, live, live, live that down ever since my mates don't go easy on me oh what's his name it's Ed in Kentish Town <laughs> 
can't you, Ed? No, Ed. I'm That's loving lovely. it. Yeah. I'm loving it. It's, there's nothing wrong with shedding a tear, man. No, not at all. I cry, I cry watching Neighbours. I cry all the time. <laughs> I, I cry watching Bargain Hunt. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that was such a good deal. Oh, 50p. Such 50p for a little plate. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I love the way he's like confessing, you know, I'm a manly man and never cry. But, you know, he was moved to tears. That's wonderful. And props to his lady for just taking the bull by the horns yes. and take, dealing with the situation. I think it's all good. Like, people need to get over all this stuff. It's like, if women want equality, like, I would say, I have to admit, which this is a bit controversial, I've, I've never labelled myself a feminist, but I'm an egalitarian. I'm into equality for yeah. all. It's like, if we want to yeah. be treated equally, we need to act equally. So... In my opinion, I think there's just there's no issue with proposing. No. But what do you guys think? I would love to hear from you as well. Yeah. Zero double three zero double two three zero two hundred. Give us a call. Is it okay for women to pro- propose to their man? I have to say, on Boxing Day just gone as well, mm-hmm. my sister's uh, partner proposed to my sister in front of our whole family. Oh, nice. And it was nice. lovely. There were many a tear shed that day. Yeah, and I, I just think spreading love is, is the message. Uh, well, the universal message. We've just got another uh, email. You can email us as well. It is uh, uh, Drive at foobarradio.com or hit us up on the uh, the Twitter and Facebook at Fubar Radio. Uh, we've got an email from Dylan saying, men should propose to women. End of story. Full stop. Uh-uh. He's you know just what, like, though? I got one sentence for you guys and I'm out. But what I what I think, I think that uh, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here and say maybe 90% of men that have been proposed to by a woman would feel some some sense of being slightly like, maybe not emasculated about it, but feeling like, oh, you know, it's going against tradition. Oh, I bet you, even though like in a, in a, in a very liberal world with people, because mm. I just think it's totally fine. Who cares? Like, you know, whatever. A guy, a guy in India married a goat. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Do whatever, whatever you want. tickles your fancy. Whatever you want. I don't care. As long as you're not hurting other people. But why but wonder, would you feel emasculated? Well, because I think it's like, you know, a chivalrous thing. You know, like a bit that, chivalrous. Does that exist? Doesn't it? Does it? Really? <laughs> I, I, I still open doors for girls. I do all stuff like that. You see, this oh, is exactly. why she proposed because she saw yeah. you. Yeah. In fact, where I, I was, uh, where I was. Oh, that's right. I was at the uh, when I was at the uh, the comedy awards thing on the weekend, and I was coming, walking the, through a door, down some steps to go into the venue, um, and a girl was walking up, and I stood aside and went, "No, no, there you go. I'll wait for you." And do you know what she did? What? She looked me up and down and went. <laughs> See that she makes made a little me fart noise and like, that she makes me sick. Down. You know what you should have done. You should have slammed the door in her face. No, 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 no. I, I'm all on the kill them with kindness yeah. uh, technique. No, because someone told me they offered a um, lady a seat on the bus, and the woman turned around and was like, "Do I look disabled or something?" <laughs> wow. I was just like, wow. "Yeah, women, man, you want to complain about chivalry? Well, you need to act like lovely ladies and be courteous. You know, reciprocate. Absolutely. You know, but I'm all for. Um, I'm I'm all for like traditional roles too I wouldn't be mad about no I have been proposed to actually I think do you have to is there a sense of feeling obligated to say yes if someone proposes to you as well oh look at that let's uh, for me I would just do it because I'm just like well I'd be too uh, offended to uh, too, too scared to hurt someone's feelings that's what I'm saying even if I didn't like them that much I'd go sure 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I would stay in a marriage for, say, 15 years. Just so, it's like, is that long enough? Is that long <laughs> yeah. enough now that I've like technically given it a shot? Can and I, had kids can I go now? Yeah. <laughs> got a mortgage together. Um, we've got a, we've got a few more emails and stuff coming in. We'll get into those uh, up next. Uh, and uh, the, the question we're asking is: Is it okay for a woman to propose to a man? And we'll um, we'll get your calls and we'll get all your feedback up next. Here is love. Almost September. MC Light. You're on now. Uh, Fubar Radio. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two. Love. Yeah. Love. Spread love, people. <laughs> Spread love. That's it. Get wild. Uh, propose, propose to your partner. Yeah. Especially if you're a woman. You're on FUBAR, Sarah Hugh and Doc 2 and uh, Doc's away today. Be back next week. But um, we are talking about is it okay for a woman to propose to a man? Now, Danny Dyer, who, of course, plays Mick Carter on EastEnders, his girlfriend just proposed to him, which is a In fair, real life. In real life. In real life. Fantastic not story. Even though EastEnders is pretty real, man. It is. I was <laughs> shattered to find out that that was not like live to air TV, but okay, whatever, it's fine. Um, but yeah, and then he's obviously uh, uh, she who shall not be named has been slagging Danny off Hate on off. Twitter. Um, we've decided we don't want to give her any more publicity. We're not even going to say doesn't name. need it because she thrives lady. off of that, and she's just spreading hatred throughout the universe. But we want to spread love, exactly. and so I'm so happy for Danny Dyer that he's happy yeah. with his missus to be, and that she felt. Um, she had the cojones to mm. propose. Yeah. You know, and is it okay to propose? I personally think it's all good, but I'm curious to know what you guys think. Remember, you can hit us up on the phone, 0330-223-0200. But we have um, a dude calling from Ken Henrik on the line. Are you there, man? Hello, here I am. Hey, hey. Alrighty, alrighty. So, what do you think about this, Henrik? Is it okay for women well, to propose, I, no, men? I did read about this, and I must admit, I was absolutely amazed, absolutely amazed that Danny Dyer was still famous. I did not know that. <laughs> so that's what took you back about the story more than anything. <laughs> I guess you don't watch EastEnders. Bit. That's probably the problem. No, I, no, no actually, I don't. I, I, honestly, I don't. I'm sorry. Me uh, I, I, I have to. I have to confess to that. But no, I, I'm surprised that this is a thing. I mean, because what, I believe... Danny Dyer or being proposed to? <laughs> no, okay, okay, yeah, but now that we've... Yeah, okay, no, yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely. No, uh, the, the, uh, I would be honoured to have somebody propose to me. Um, I, I, I don't get why... I don't get why... I mean, last time I checked, I don't know, when, when I think about, you know... This is shocking that women women should propose. Uh, it's like it's like the people in Mary Poppins, right? You know, she's going off to be a suffragette, and he's the man of the house, and wears a bowler hat and everything. I think we're at a point where people should be able to declare their love for each other. You know uh, what I'm saying? Hey, Henry, can I ask you though? Like, um, what I was just saying before is that even if a woman did propose, which I think is totally fine in every every sense, it's totally, totally fine, but do you think as, as a guy you would still feel a little bit like, oh, well, it would have been nice if I did it, it would have been sh- chivalry and all sort of stuff like that, or do you think that's just mm, No, I mean, seriously, I, I, I can't see that as being uh, being any less masculine. You should be, you should see it as like the best compliment ever, Woo! frankly. Go right? Henrick! Yeah. Loving I mean, it. It would, I mean, it's a little late for me. I've I've been you know happily married for almost thirty years. Um, you know, I can't necessarily go back and say, can we can we do it again? Can we get a you know redo on this? Um, but you know, I could see that if I was single and someone actually asked me. I, that would be that would be the best. I'm loving Henrik's really take great. on this. And thirty sure. years marriage, Henrik. Yeah. What's the secret? 
How do you make Diana, it? Diana, 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 well, Diana, Diana, she, she, she puts up with an awful lot. Um, you, you have to you have to be able to forgive each other. You have to be able to to, to keep in mind that that the other person is going to make mistakes and that you've probably made far more, and you just have to be accepting of each other and um, know that at the end of the day, I mean, she's all I've got and and, and vice versa. Do you know, that's really, really sweet. It could have been summed up very, very shortly to happy wife, happy life, angry wife, get the knife. Just make sure nice. she's happy. Yeah, nice. Like it. Like it. Now, you know what my dad's <laughs> always told me about marriage? He said, men get married and they think she'll never change, but she does. And women get mm. married and think he will change, but he doesn't. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right, too. <laughs> All right, Henry, Henrik and Sarah, what do you think about this one? He's got an email from Mike in uh, Feltham saying uh, he, that he says, Hi, Sarah and Hugh. Hello, Mike. Hey. Uh, I like the traditional way where the guy gets down on one knee. I think it's romantic. I wouldn't feel right for me if my girlfriend proposed. It's something you think and plan when you're together. Um, I have my own nice plan on how I would go about proposing to my girlfriend. I think if she got in ahead of me, um, I'd be pretty gutted. Um, I'd be happy, but it wouldn't quite feel right for me. Oh, well, I guess the bottom line then is guys have got to step up if they ain't com- comfortable <laughs> with it they got to step up and deal with the situation <laughs> otherwise nothing's going to be happening yeah what do you what do you, what do you I, think, I think it's got to come down to the individual couple because you know you're going to have your people that are more outgoing you're going to have your people that are more receptive and you, you can't just you can't just say you know all men are going to do this all women are going to do that and it so just, it just doesn't, doesn't fly anymore. That just doesn't work. Yes, yeah, you know this is modern era. It's twenty fifteen. Mm. With so, how does this all fit in then? In terms of like we're facing uh, this new era of same sex. We're embracing same sex marriage in this country. Well, so exactly, how does that? Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a contradiction on all of that as well, isn't it? If we're saying that oh no, women can't propose to Seriously, if the man has to do the proposing, lesbians will never get married. It, it just won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to be really, really brutally honest about something here, which okay. I don't at all feel comfortable about saying. Okay. But I'm only going to say this because my ex is in Australia. <laughs> You're at a safe distance. <laughs> she can't kill you. No, hopefully we won't hear this. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. This is really, really bad, right? So this is, um, okay, I feel really weird saying this. I'm going to say it anyway, all right? Because okay. I want to be honest on this show. Yeah. Open up and be yeah, honest. It's okay. You're amongst supportive friends. So this is with uh, me and my ex. who will re- remain nameless anyway, even if she's on the other side of the world. But uh, we'd been together for maybe four years or something like that, four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a conversation basically where she said, okay, we've been together for ages. We either need to buy a house, have a baby, or get married, or I'm out. So she put the gun to your head. She put the gun to my head, and I was like, (laughs) like, "What you gonna do?" uh, Okay, okay, cool. Food for thought. Food for thought. And (laughs) then I back to you about that. And then I, I did. I ended up proposing to her, and like we had the whole thing. Bullied into it. Well, we we were over over in uh, we were in Europe uh, a couple months later. So I was like, "Well, that's perfect." We'd planned a day trip to to Paris. We were on a cruise on the River Seine, and I had the ring, and I did the whole thing. Got down and on one knee on the cruise, and we got. We got engaged, and then we came back, and we had an engagement party in Australia, and this wow. whole thing, da da da. And then we split. We split up like about a year later, or something like that. You're like a veteran in this. I am a serial, <laughs> serial engagement era, um, serial heartbreaker. Yeah, but that, I just just remembered that one as well. But uh, <laughs> so you're, she, you're like a no, treasure no. trove. No, my point is, my point is, she kind of proposed to me. Kind Inadvertently. of. Yeah. Inadvertently. Yeah. She vicariously yeah. through you proposed. Yeah, she kind, of, she kind of proposed because she kind of said, do it. 
or I'm gone. Or else I'll yeah. kill you. Wow. <laughs> now, you see, given, given that kind of a choice, you know, we're going to have to either get married or have a kid or whatever. Maybe take a baby step. Maybe, like, get a cat. You know? Or run. Or run. And leave but, the country. You know, short-term like commitment. Move the other Let's side go for of the short-term world. commitment. Oh, you know? Amazing. Anyway. Um, all right, I'm going to go to a quick song, and we've got heaps more feedback coming in on this. So um, do feel free to uh, hit us up. Uh, you can ch- email TuesdayDrive at FUBARRadio.com or um, at FUBARRadio on the Twitter and Facebook. Um, or you can call. Send the number. <laughs> so you say you're going to say in the number? 033-022-30200. Give us a call. Um, Hendrik, th- thank you so much for your opinion, mate. That was great. It was a pleasure. Oh, nice guy. Nice guy. You're on FUBAR <laughs> Radio, uh, Sarah Hugh and Doc 2. It's Lady Six uh, with Jasmine DL, a very, very talented oh, lady, lady from New yeah, Zealand. Love her. Absolute legend. Um, yeah, she's very, very cool. Uh, you're on FUBAR, Sarah Hugh and Doc 2. Doc Brown is away. He'll be back next week. And uh, we've got some more very, very talented uh, uh, female hip-hop artists joining us in the studio in uh, in less than 20 minutes. We've got uh, Grace Savage, uh, a very, uh, very well-known and talented beatboxer, twice UK champion, um, and also Angel MC, who is just very, very busy, very talented, and doing lots of cool stuff, yeah. um, including a doco at the moment. Yes, uh, yeah. so I'm looking forward to uh, you guys hearing all from her about the amazing work that she's doing uh, across the country. But we have been talking about women proposing, keeping with the female... Mm. You know, centric theme. Just Women proposing to men, if <laughs> if that's okay. And um, yeah, it sounds like he's a bit of a veteran in this department. But no, we've had some interesting yeah. different angles for, on this subject, and I, I, I'm loving hearing what like the Fubar listeners' opinions are on this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you can hit us up at Tuesday Drive at Fubar Radio on the email that's dot com or uh, the Facebook and the Twitter at Fubar Radio. We've got Tina from Croydon. Um, she's emailed in saying that uh, her and her husband they basically agree to just get married um, we, were, we were sitting in the kitchen I turned to my husband and said do you think we should get married and he said sure I'd love a coffee hang on what no she didn't say that. Uh, her husband said he didn't even look up from the newspaper he was reading and he just very casually said yeah right then Oh, that's love. That's love. That's yeah. keeping it real. Yeah. It's like we don't need all the crazy fireworks yeah. and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Just keep it simple. Yeah, well, you can do a girl like that. I know uh, <laughs> I know of a guy that proposed to his girlfriend with um with like a burger ring chip. It's like a it's like a ring chip. <laughs> like an onion ring. Yeah, it's like an onion ring chip. And but less literally, smelly. <laughs> he said like he like, he told me he was sitting in the car with her and then he uh, just was like, Do you want a chip? She's like, Yeah, yeah, sure. And he's like, No, no, I'll get it for you. Put it on her finger. I went, You marry me, babe. Oh. She's like, wow. Wow. Thanks. The, Cheesy onion ring. That's amazing. Nice. I know, a friend of mine, her husband proposed to her. He took her on holiday to a private island in the Pacific. And then they were having like this amazing romantic meal. And then he asked her. And the moment she said yes, he had arranged for all these fireworks to go oh, off. Wow. Yeah. And so hell. it's kind of like, damn, I can't imagine anyone. I'm going to be able to beat that. No. And you don't want to, you don't want your partner to hear shit like that as well. They <laughs> yeah. expect something really, really big. Um, we also had Stacey from Salisbury. Uh, she emailed us in saying uh, hi I'm a woman and I would never propose to a man if he loved me and wanted to marry me then that's his job to make me his wife uh, I always let men I'm dating within three months uh, know that if it hasn't if they haven't proposed within a year I'm out of there damn uh, she says she's single at the moment but she knows that uh, her man is just around the corner right I love it right. I love it we wanted to hear from you is it okay <laughs> 
to for a woman to propose to a man. Now, if you've just tuned that. in, if you've just tuned in, the reason we're talking about this is uh, EastEnders Danny Dyer, who cosplays Mick Carter. His uh, his girlfriend just proposed to him, and then he's been getting trolled on the internet, and we think it's crap. <laughs> but at the same time, we want to know your opinion. So there you go. <laughs> I Stacey. love how she's on it. Like she's focused. She knows what she wants. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, focused on that aim. I can. I'm getting uh, envisioning here, like when she looks at the potential man. It's kind of like the Terminator. <laughs> Potential partner. Potential partner. I'm not. We're not mocking you. No. Yeah. Like I'm in admiration. Like maybe I need to take a few more cues from her, and I could progress my situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your name? Just to let you know, in three months' time, we need to be engaged. Yes. And if we're not, I will hunt you down. Well, look. I mean, I mean, I, I feel like this is totally one of those things where it is everyone's opinion. It's you, it, whatever you feel is right is 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 fine. It's like you, you know what I mean. She's not wrong because she thinks like that, or they're not wrong because you know. Da, 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 da. No, whatever works for you. Horses but for courses. Horses for courses. Absolutely. Um, we've also had another email from Flo in Essex, and um, Flo says, "I don't think I'd ever propose to a guy. Um, I think it's just a fear of the rejection." Aww. Okay. Uh, I think I'd like to know that my partner is ready to spend the rest of his life with me uh, by him doing the proposing. See, I think everyone can kind of relate to that, can't they, a bit? Well, I would never say never. I would never say that I would never propose to a guy because yeah. that could be a bit fun. Something to do, isn't it? Something, Something to, to do, do yeah, on a Saturday yeah, yeah. afternoon. But, um, Don't even look up from the paper. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right then. Yeah, right then. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, you, it would be... It's it's amazing for someone to be feel so strongly and to be prepared to propose to you. That's incredible. Someone yeah. did actually propose to me once and my answer really? was... I would really like to say yes. Yes. But. <laughs> right. So that was the closest. I, I couldn't actually say no. How can you say no? What happened? What was the circumstances? Um, well, yeah, I mean, he lived in another country and it was kind of like that make or break point, I guess, where um, he didn't know what else to do. Um, he, he gave me an amazing ring and everything. Wow. But um, yeah, right. the best answer I could give him was I would really like to be able to say yes. Well, why couldn't you? Because it was the long distance thing? Or? Um, yeah, and I just had so much going on with my career at that time. It just wasn't the right time. But we're yeah. still really good friends. Yeah. We're yeah, still I really bet. good I friends. Bet. So, you see, it was well nah, managed. No, it was well managed. He's so, he's not game. actually trying to kill me or anything like he's that. He's playing the long result. game. <laughs> he's like, she'll come around. She'll come around. Yeah, she'll come around. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also I really appreciate that you, uh, you Sarah, and producer Nat really giving me heaps of shit because I've been engaged twice. Uh, both <laughs> no, failed, no. both times failed miserably. Now you think that I'm just um, I'm a serial engagement or a <laughs> just a heartbreaker? Uh, no, far from. Hey? You are a heartbreaker. Um, producer Sad says I'm the I'm the runaway bride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <great>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is uh, just us girls today, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. On this show. Uh, thanks so much for all your feedback on that. Um, and where are we sitting with that? It looks pretty split, I'd say. It does seem quite so. It's interesting, isn't it? Like I would have thought, like by now, that people would be sort of like, yeah, all good, whatever, whatever, mate. Well, I think it's also, you know, maybe a bit of the, uh, the 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 fantasy of it as well. You know what I mean? Like the uh, the Hollywood movie. That's thing what I mean. How much Prince of Charming. it does come oh from that? Where it's like we're sold of what this idea of what marriage should be and how it should happen. Like yeah. how much of this is just your own ideas and how much has been taught to you by media? Oh, it's deep, man. It's deep. I've met a lot of girls that live their romantic life purely through their eyes of uh, of the Notebook. I know. And they're like, oh, I'm a bird, you're a bird. No shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, what? That ain't real life. That ain't real life. 
It's quite scary, really. Yeah, it certainly is very, very scary. Uh, you're a FUBAR, Sarah Hugh and Doc 2. Um, thanks so much for all your feedback on that. And um, <laughs> moving on now, let's get yeah. into something else. <laughs> ODB on FUBAR. You with Sarah Hugh and Doc 2. Doc Brown away today. We'll be back next week. Um, he's doing another marathon. God, he's amazingly Not fit. Did you know marathon. that? Did you know that? He swims 20Ks, runs 20Ks. He looks it. Yeah, he's a good guy, isn't he, Doc Brown? Hey, uh, something I did want to ask you uh, about, if you've heard anything about this, because I saw this, uh, and I think it might have popped up on my Facebook feed over the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and it was some kind of like crime watch thing or something like that. Okay. But what had happened was there's a guy, a businessman in a business suit, doing business <laughs> business phone calls on his business phone, you know, walking businessy. Um and then some uh, well I'm just I'm assuming it was a relatively young person. You couldn't really see they're wearing a hoodie and everything, but pretty young person. Hoons passed on a bike, snatches it out phone out of his hand and just hoons off down the street. And they were like, this is happening more and more and more. And I was like, really? He's like like drive by phone snatching on push bikes. Is that a thing? I thought this has always been happening. Really? I thought it was happening less. That was the first That's time I saw like it. That's just like standard. Anywhere you go in the world, yeah, I'm just like, can't just be walking around with the phone up like that. People just snatching. Because what if I... Because um, I've always also thought like everyone and their auntie's got an iPhone. So really, is it that high like a uh, valued commodity? Well, I think now, it's easy to get your hands on a phone. You get a few hundred quid for it. I mean. You can get a few hundred quid for it if you sell it. I'd hey, start- man, <laughs> well, no, there's think- another avenue we can pursue. Because no. I got an iPhone, uh, what have I got, iPhone 5, and I, I cracked my screen and went. it was getting the screen fixed, and they were like, oh, I definitely get it fixed. If you want to resell it, you could sell it for 300 quid. Easy. Wow. Easy, easy. But I, I, do I need to be really aware of like, not being on my phone? I think it kind of depends where you are. I mean, where we're at right now, the uh, bar. Studio. Yeah, pretty sketchy. <laughs> Producer Nat's pretty sketchy. Yeah, you've got to keep your eye on I don't on even her. like using my phone. No, <laughs> yeah. outside. I don't like using my phone I in always here. keep my phone on my person. Yeah. 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 Ideas, do you know? No, I think it depends where you are, like, definitely. And then certain people, like, are, are more targets than others. Like, tourists, you stick out like a sore thumb, don't yeah. you, if you're just, like, wandering around, like, with a map in your hand, like, yeah. not really paying attention to what's going on around. And, yeah, I guess in these tough financial times... People are looking for easy. Yeah. Well, there was another flip to it. I thought, actually, this is fucking great that this happens because what it might do is it might get people to stop being on their phones when they're walking down the street. Yeah. Because the amount of shit and trouble that they cause walking into things or bumping into you because they're texting someone or they're on Facebook. I even saw somebody walking up the street the other day who bumped into me and I looked. I don't know why. I was like, you know, just being a creep. And I was like, look at their phone. They're playing like a game, like a Candy Crush game or some shit like that. Yeah. While they're walking up the street. I'm like, really? Are our attention spans that bad now? I can't even be bothered not being entertained while I walk up the street that I I have to be playing a game on my phone. But the one I'm always surprised about nowadays Nowadays, on the tube, on the uh, uh, underground system in London, you'll even see people with like their laptop out, like on their laptop. And I'm always just like, wow, like that's incredible. Like to be that brazen and that Mm. confident in your fellow passengers to even have your laptop out. Yeah. You know, that's pretty amazing because back in the day it wasn't like that. You know, when I first got, well, I didn't have it. When my dad first got a mobile phone, my um, sister, and if me and my sister went out, he would lend us our, the mobile phone so we could call him when we needed to be picked up. So we were pretty young at this time. But at those days, you would be ridiculed for using a mobile. So we'd go yeah. into the phone box to use the mobile phone because <laughs> we didn't want to be, but you know, also you just didn't want to be out on the street just yeah. flashing like this device around. Well, I had that um, a few weeks ago. I'd, uh, I just finished 
finished the gig and I was um, uh, I was trying to get the bus home. It was quite late, about 3 a.m. or something like that. And I was trying to use City Mapper to figure out how the hell to get home. Uh, and my phone died, and I was like, I'm screwed because I like <laughs> City Mapper is like I cannot survive without it while I'm here. Like I just I desperately need it. So I had to like go into a McDonald's or something like that. Um, and the only way I could charge my phone because I, I couldn't find any plugs or anything was to get my laptop out. I was a person in McDonald's charging my phone on my laptop on my <laughs> Mac at like four in the morning and I'm like shit this is really <laughs> really be bad home. So then I had to be followed well I did well when I, when I got out of Mac, when I finally figured out where I was going and my phone was charged I like zigzagged down the street <laughs> yeah. hiding behind trees yeah. making sure no one's following me doing <laughs> the whole thing loops zigzag. to throw them off yeah. yeah still got my laptop still got my laptop um, we, uh, we are very very close now to getting uh, Grace Savage and Angel MC in the studio not far away at all you're, you're about f- to hear some ill skills people so keep it locked that's right you're on FUBAR Sarah Hugh and Doc 2 is you with me Missy Elliott bring the pain featuring Method Man there you're on FUBAR Sarah Hugh and Doc 2 Doc Brown away today but uh, hashtag just us girls because I tell you what Sarah Love we've got uh, we're playing you, you picked out personally picked out heaps of, uh, of good uh, female uh, rap artists and, and singers as well that we're going to play today and we're joined by two very very um, very very talented guests today as well one of those being Grace Savage right now now she is not only being crowned uh, twice UK beatbox champion also this is just reading this now as well LUK's top 100 inspiring women you're in that list Look at that. <laughs> Killing Look at it. That. Welcome to the studio. It's so yes. great to have you in. Thanks um, for having me. No worries. Yeah, no, it, it, you're being bombarded by incredible female talent today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but no, it's so lovely to uh, to be here, have you here, Grace, because we were working together a little bit um, on this uh, documentary that Channel 4 are making, which is all about uh, women in hip hop. We're going to have another guest later in the show who's going to uh, tell us a little bit more about that. But I want to know, how does a lady end up getting into beatboxing because women are always, people are always like to me oh female DJ like how's that work in such a male dominated field yeah. and all that but um, <laughs> yeah like beatboxing what was the first like temptation like what tempted you to get into it um, well you met Bellatrix didn't you when we did the women in hip hop documentary yeah we're actually from the same town in uh, Devon a little town called Crediton but there happened to be a lot of beatboxers when we were growing up um, mm. And she got into it when she was about 14, 15. And, um, yeah, I saw her doing it and was just inspired by her and started learning from there, really. Illness. Um, and I spent a lot of time on YouTube in my yeah. room, like, practising. Um, I mean, how many other female beatboxers do you know? But that's the strange thing, or the fascinating thing, I guess, is that me and Belle are one of the only two in the country. That's what I'm saying. That are professional. And we're wow. from this little, like, West Country town, proper hi- hippieville. Um, but uh, you'd be surprised there's quite a big, like, hip-hop uh, scene in the West country like bristol oh, yeah. and devon mm-hmm. we'd be like going out to drum and bass raves when we were like 14 15 really influenced by hip-hop culture yeah, yeah i was gonna um, say musically then is it like more from the hip-hop perspective that you think you draw you feel you draw from or i think that's definitely where it started um but i think I've, as i've progressed as an adult as a woman as an artist um i've sort of personally drawn away from hip-hop a bit more okay um I reference it when I do mashups and things like that on stage with a solo beatbox set, but my music, as hopefully you'll hear in a minute, is mm. not really hip hop at all. Yeah. How, how did you find? Um, how have you found like ha- having like as you said, only literally a handful of, of female beatboxers in the UK? How have you found the the process of you know becoming professional to being able to get shows and get gigs and stuff like that? What was it? Did you feel like you were hitting a few brick walls with it because not many people had done it before, not many females, or? Um, 
I don't know. I get this asked this question a lot, and I think um, I've never wanted to say, you know, oh, it's been really hard for me as a woman because mm. you kind of just get on with it and yeah, you just do it. And I've never faced any real, real proper like um, sexism in front in my face. Um, I mean, you look on YouTube comments and there's, there's people say some awful things on there, and you think keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah. would they say that if I was a blo- if I was a, a bloke, <laughs> 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 if I was a guy beatboxing, or are they just saying that because of my um, my gender? Uh, but generally, I've been really embraced by the beatbox community um, as a whole. Um, and if anything, I guess it's probably worked in my favour because it makes me a bit more unique. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, yeah, because yeah, if there is only a handful of people as well, like I think it's, it is definitely a niche, obviously, that you know, if you can have such a good stronghold on it as well, yeah. it can work in your favour. But then who am I to know that someone is booking a beatboxer for a gig and then looks at my name, looks at a boy's name and, then, or go, and goes, I'll book the guy? Because they're mm. used to thinking men are better. I don't know. That would be a massive judgment, me saying that. Mm. But um, personally, yeah, to my face, I've not really experienced anyone going, God, you must be awful because you're a female. Yeah, I so get asked that question often as well about like uh, being a, a female DJ. And it's like, why do you, why are not more women want to be DJs? They're like, I have no clue. I'm the one doing yeah. it. You need to go and ask someone who yeah, doesn't yeah, want yeah. to do it because they're a guy. I don't know how this works, but sorry, you were going to ask something. No, no, not at all. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. but I mean, who then, like, beatbox wise, do you like, have you, do you watch or pay attention to? Or uh, you mentioned Bellatrix, but are there any other, like, names? Yeah, but when I started learning, like, the best thing to do is to watch other beatboxers and learn from other beatboxers it's like when you learn to play the guitar you learn covers yeah. that's how you develop songwriting skills you have to imitate other people but I always made sure I didn't watch other beatboxers too much because then you don't develop your own style um, so I don't really draw that much influence from beatboxers style exactly but people like Shlomo um, who's been around for ages he has been quite an influence in my career in terms of getting me loads of gigs when I first moved to London um, and encouraging me to, to keep going. He encouraged Belle to create the first ever box sets, which is a female a cappella group, which we were in. Um, yeah, I take a lot of my influence from lo- loads of strong female artists like Amy Winehouse, uh, Eva Cassidy, mm. Missy Elliott. Um, yeah, not necessarily beatboxers. Yeah, one yeah. of my yeah. earliest memories of hip-hop, actually, is... Um, I must have been about six years old, but being with my sisters and we were rapping along to Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick record, uh, Mm. the show. And um, yeah, which had the Dougie Fresh style of like beatboxing was a very different um, style of beatboxing to how what beatboxing is now. um, Where where now it's more like a, yeah, like you say, a fusion of different sorts of of sounds. Yeah, well, it takes influence. Beatboxers imitate the music, the genres that are around them. So as drum and bass music was coming through and suddenly there's all these really complex, fast rhythms, beatboxes started going, oh, how do I do that? So it went from... <laughs> like, basic hip-hop rhythms to... <laughs> and, like, when dubstep came out, beatboxes must have started going, how do I imitate that sort of synth sound that I can hear in there? And it got a lot Two slower. Two Transformers having sex. How do I do that? Yeah, my, exactly. How do I do that with my mouth? <laughs> and that's what it is. You just you have to be a geek in the first place, yeah. I think. <laughs> and... Yeah, beatboxes develop as music develops, and technically it's gone to a level which is mental at the moment, mm. if you think where it started with Dougie Fresh. And mm. like well, I mean, I'm looking at your career as well. Like, I mean, how quickly have things moved for you? Because even now, like, we're, uh, you know, I've seen that you've, um, uh, you know, had your STB TV debut. Um, you uh, also, uh, you've got a solo show, a theatre show called Show Blind. 
Called Blind, yeah. Blind, sorry, sorry. And there, um, which uh, the Guardian did a big feature on you of that as a, a champion, a champion big boxer, raising uh, your voice for women. It was saying. Um, so like this is like some big things. And even we were saying before about the um, being on the LUK's top one hundred inspiring women list. That's alongside like Angela, Angelina Jolie, Oprah Winfrey. Shit, mm. it's going good. Like how has it sort of has it been like a steady <laughs> a, a steady thing? <laughs> Sorry, I'm Australian. I'm actually Welsh. But has it been um, a steady thing for you, or has it, or has it seemed like you sort of you were working really hard for a while and then things just sort of jumped quite quickly? Or yeah, I felt maybe they have. Yeah, I studied theatre um, at Leeds Uni. Um, I graduated in 2010. And then spent a few months just being unemployed yeah. <laughs> on the dole, like going down the job centre, thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? And things gradually started happening. I started teaching workshops. I got asked to do a show. And it has been a gradual process of getting the more people you know, the more gigs you do, the more people recommend you, the more experience you get. And in the past year, it does feel like it's sort of catapulted quite fast. Like all those things that you've just read then happened in the past past year, really. Mm. And they're quite notable achievements in my yeah. career. And so um, how long have you been beatboxing for then? I've been actually beatboxing for probably about nine years. Yeah, about mm. nine years. Um, but professionally, probably more like five yeah, and a little bit away from the, the purest beatboxing line. I'm trying to remember dude's name. I think it's Michael something, but the guy from Police Michael Academy. Winslow. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I love him. Yeah, he's yeah, like absolutely. He's like a tender part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. know how it's like he's incredible. He's got some weird genetic skills of impersonating sounds and things. Can you, for all beatboxers, is it a case of like, we could just name something and you could replicate that sound? Every beatboxer has like their own sound bank. You know, like how a singer has their own individual runs that mm. they'll do and use in songs. Or they, because everyone's voice is so unique, your your beatboxing voice is going to be unique as well. Um, and it depends on there. Are, there are certain sounds that every beatboxer has to be able to do, which for the basic percussion sounds, kick drum, hi hat, and snare. And then you can do any rhythm you want with just three sounds. But then, so for my lack of throat bass, which is like this weird growly thing that that um, people do to create synth sounds, I replace that with a like a, sno- a snore bass, which would be a so like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas some of the beatboxers wouldn't have learned that, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, it's, it's such an individual thing, which is makes it stand out from like. I don't know, learning the piano or uh, mm. an instrument, I guess. But you actually have some music out, is that correct? Or is your, uh, we have a track of yours. Yeah, so mm. I was doing a talent contest about three years ago and a producer um, spotted me and said, do, do you sing? And I was sort of like, yeah, in the shower in my bedroom, but not really <laughs> publicly. Um, and she invited me to the studio and I sung her an Amy Winehouse song on the guitar or something really badly. Um, and we started to, to write songs together. She's been developing me as an artist, and we've got about over 30 songs together now. Oh, so this um, is not beatbox-related at all, then? Well, it started off beatbox, guitar, and vocals. It was really basic, but now the production's really updated, and you, there's hardly any beatboxing in the tracks. It's more something I just do for the live experience. Mm. Right, well, I want to check it out. Yeah. It's called uh, it's Grace Savage, of course, and she's joining us in the studio right now. Diamonds on Your Skin is the name of it. Um, are you happy to stick around with us? Uh-huh. Maybe get you to do something a little live-live up next? Sure. Yeah, you're on FUBAS. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two, and here is Grace's tune right now. That's Grace Savage, Diamonds on Your Skin, the name of that one. Grace is joining us in the studio right now on Fubar. Sarah Hugh and Doc Two, Doc Brown is away. So that's you singing on that track. 
That is me, yeah, tis I. Lovely. And then that's uh, you and another lady who's making the Who's music. doing the production, yeah, D Adam. Wicked. And so tell us about this pledge music thing. How's that all working? So, uh, yeah, I'm releasing a, an EP, my first EP, and that song's going to be on there. Um, and it's a crowdfunding website, like Kickstarter. Uh, it's called Pledge Music. And I'm at 92% of my target. Oh, so nice. Got a tiny bit more to go. Well, well, how much then, was the target? Oh, I don't know if I should say. No, that's secret that? info, top what? secret info. It's a few, a few grand, not okay. loads, but enough to, to pay for mixing and mastering yeah. a music video. Uh, I mean, it'll be gone in seconds. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah. the important um, thing so many people have to remember, like when they're stealing music off online and stuff. Yeah. It's like it takes a lot of time and money to make these things happen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you appreciate what good artists like Grace are doing, like do yeah. your little bit and chip in. People don't realise how much effort goes into one, that three-minute song. Yeah. And how much and months, years of experience months, months. and yeah, skills. Yeah. And they just go, right, click, download, illegal. And <laughs> um, where can people find all the details for that? Um, that's on pledgemusic.com forward slash Grace Savage Official. Now, people at home, I know they would have loved those little teasers of beatboxing that you gave us of how you curate your sound effects library and everything. But um, uh, we're wondering, maybe you can give us a little showcase and now a little maybe minute demo of... um, Yeah, sure. What beatboxing sounds like? (laughs) Um, I apologise if I spit all over your microphone. Okay, I'll step back. (laughs) Mine's over here. I'm on the other side of the desk. It's fine. Spit spit as much as you want. That's Doc's mic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) you can deal with it. There's been much worse. There's been much worse. Okay. those noises we didn't just play like a, a CD or something that was made <laughs> on the computer and even Will Smith him said, yeah. himself said your beatboxing is incredible you sound like an mp3 who says mp3 anymore that's showing his age isn't it <laughs> yeah isn't it <laughs> <laughs> amazing that's uh, Grace Savage uh, um, thank you so much for joining us in the studio thank you thanks for having me so much me. fun and um, are you going to hold tight for us because we've yeah. got um, yeah, another guest coming through who I know yeah. you are acquainted with also definitely so yeah looking forward to uh, Hearing from my main lady Angel coming up soon. Coming up next. Yes, getting me next. Um, and all three of you are on the are going to be on the same uh, TV show coming up. Yeah, soon. but right? I wanna, you will we'll get talk more the, about that. The, we'll get into that. Yeah, from the top lady from Angel herself. All right, not too far away. Right here on Fubao, Sarah Hugh and Doc Two. Bit of a classic there yep. from a certified G, the Queen Latifah. <laughs> She's had it up to here. You're listening to Sarah, Hugh and Doc too, but Doc is not with us. And it's a bit of a female takeover on today's show. Uh, we just heard some ill skills from the lady like Grace kicking the beatbox. 
Yeah. And um, now we're joined by the one and only Wonder Woman killing it in <laughs> London right now for the ladies. It's Angels in the house. What's up, girl? Welcome. Hey, yes. everyone. I'm good. How are you? Yes, it is wonderful to see you. I've not seen you this year. And I'm always just so blown away by everything that you're up to because you seem to just not sit still at all and you're just constantly pushing the culture of hip-hop forward and everything representing Lyrically Challenged. What is Lyrically Challenged for those who don't know? Okay, so Lyrically Challenged is a spoken word and hip-hop movement but we represent all five elements of hip-hop so which is turntablism, beatbox, graffiti, rap and what's the other one? <laughs> My brain just like dead today, breakdancing. Yeah, so basically because hip-hop is um, an expression from the suppressed people, you know, and for people to be able to speak up and be heard, but it's not just a rap or a DJ thing, it's about all the other elements as well. So we really work hard to promote the whole culture of hip-hop rather than just being focused on DJs and MCs, which a lot of hip-hop seems to have built the conception that that's what hip-hop is, but it's a lot more than that. But you also do this like through live events. Yes. Yeah, so this events. isn't just like yeah. an online Facebook page. Like <laughs> yeah. This is real no. live. we got 300 lives. This is like breathing really people, up. like actual people. Yeah, yeah. so what, how does the events actually work? Okay, so the event, we just had our fifth birthday bash. It was absolutely crazy at Passing Clouds and Dawson. There were queues around the blocks for six hours long. It was one in, one out. Wow. Like, really good friends queued two hours to get in. They were so adamant to get in. I couldn't come and help them. It was just crazy. Aww. So it's it's like a nine-hour festival when we do it at Passing Clouds. We start off with spoken word upstairs, and we have open mic, which is always a, a real space for people to come and share who they really are. Um so people share quite deep stories then we have featured acts so for the birthday bash we had Baby Soul and we had a poet called Natasha she's beautiful then we had big live acts downstairs following up 4-7 Soul a Palestinian hip hop band we had Itch who's formerly of King Blues revealed from Poisonous Poets and Sunny Green was there and lots of other artists so it was a massive extravaganza and then we take it down to the floor and we create a circle and everybody was ciphering like crazy and we had beatboxing and we had people doing graffiti upstairs it was just it was so beautiful and the energy just flowed so nice but it's also about switching between the audience and the crowd and having that feeling of participation and that it's more of a community vibe than just going to watch a show and yeah. I was so gutted that I couldn't make it because I and five year that was your five year anniversary party yeah, right yeah. and I just you know it takes so much to work consistently building events even just putting a one off event on is like so much hard work so to reach a landmark like five years like that is some serious props like it ain't an easy job doing promoting <laughs> is it Thank you. No, it's it's literally, it takes over the entire being. Like, my entire being gets taken over. It becomes every thought of my entire day, all my energy, everything. But now it's more building into a big team. I work with Shady on all the events, and we've now got a little volunteer team of young people that we're training. So they, like, go out and do all the flyering. So we no longer have to be on the street. <laughs> like, flying. send the whippersnappers out there to earn their stripes. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping cosy inside of the cover team. Well, it gives us more chance to go and visit the artists who are being part of the event. I really want to have more of a heart-to-heart -heart -heart connections with everyone who's involved in it so we can build a real energy before the event happens and everybody feels like they're part of it and contributes to it and I feel that's what makes a really buzzing successful event. And I think it's so wonderful as well to create these platforms because it's so things have become so egotistical I mean if you look on one end of the spectrum, spectrum when you have someone like Kanye where it's just like me, 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 me 
great and it's like promoting yeah. that mentality but you know you guys really promote this like you know it's all about showing love to people whose hearts are in the right place and creating the platform for people like Grace to shine you know this is important and also yeah. like when you have an event like this do you find that you do get a big flux of younger people that do want to get involved more like is there a lot of outlets for younger people especially like female hip hop artists if they want to get involved in whatever element there is when you have a big party like that are you finding there's a bit more of a flux of people that want to get involved? Um, we have um, loads of young people that come down to get involved. But unfortunately, young people don't really know about live events that are going on. I, I youth work and I brought some of my young people that I work with to my event. They were like, wow, like they, they never knew that that kind of event happened. And after that, they completely humbled themselves and actually started listening to what I was talking to them about. <laughs> Rather than being um, keyboard warriors. Yeah, where because, it's like you live on your computer or well, on your mobile. They absolutely like smashed it in the studio, but they've reached a level where they can't go any further. So everyone's in this YouTube culture. They've got millions of YouTube hits and they think that that equals a kind of like fame sort of status but not realising that there's a whole live scene if you actually want to make a living as an artist you need to go out there and do that so it's always really beautiful when we teach workshops and have the opportunity to bring the young people to a live event and create opportunities within a cipher which is a tradition that's been going on for many many years mm. now which you don't see in so many events because it's about watching an artist that you pay to come and see instead of the real ethos of hip hop which is people coming and sharing and sharing stories and passing the mic around and teaching each other and growing from each other and becoming inspired one of my young people was just so humbled and so inspired when he got home he said he couldn't speak for hours he was so blown away by how incredible the rappers were that jumped up on the cypher and to me that's why I run the event to yeah. have that kind of effect and to inspire people to step up to the next level and I think it's so valuable too in this online era that we are yeah. all living in you know because it's like I was talking about this on the radio just last week in the states saying that when I think back at some of my favorite like most golden classic memories like in life not just like in hip-hop it's being places with people that we've shared a moment together and it's like you know actually being there it's like my golden memories aren't oh one day on MySpace I saw someone wrote <laughs> this amazing comment or oh there was 15 likes on this post that's not how life works so you know to me lyrically challenge really embodies that but you are also an MC you're also an artist yourself aren't you yeah yeah I I like to rap. You like to kick your <laughs> rap into raps. <laughs> I like to rap. It's pretty fun. And we'd love to hear some of them. Yeah, absolutely. So we were hoping we can maybe get you some. Maybe Because well, we've still got Grey Savage in the studio as well. So maybe yeah, a little jam. I've tried still to lurking yeah, around. conspire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to. All right, we just completely put you both on the spot. We'll do a go to a song right Why now, not? and then we come back. We'll see if we can um, get this to happen. And you're on Fubar. Oh, Sarah Hugh and another ill Doc female Doom. MC. Yeah, love just us girls. Track. Just us girls. That's right. Yeah. That's Tor, Striving, the name of that one. You're on FUBAR, Sarah Hugh and Doc 2. Doc Brown away today, be back next week. Does not matter. In fact, if Doc was here today, it wouldn't matter shit anyway because there's nowhere for him to sit. We've got so many guests in the <laughs> studio. We don't need no Doc. We're having just us girls today. Um, we've got Angel MC on my left. What's going on? Uh, we still got Grace Savage over there in the middle. Hello. <laughs> Sarah Love, she's um, she's a new cinematographer. Vanished to the corner. She is. Uh, now, this is uh, this is great. You guys, uh, Angel and, uh, and Grace, you guys are going to do something together now? A little jam for do us? Do a little ting, yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Drop a little jam, you know, top of the dome. With Angel's husky voice. With my husky voice. And my brain works a little slower when I've got a cold, so I'm going to do my best. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because both of you guys are sick, actually, at the moment, are you? Well, yeah, we're both, sick. Both a little bit sick. We're sick. You're sick. You're sick, sick. sick. So we're actually... Sorry, you're both rather unwell. <laughs> Is that right? Well, right you are. It's been cold for ages, so what can we expect? You know, we're in London. It's been cold yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And I, I think the body is just like, please, please, can I have some vitamin D on a daily basis? Can I have light until 10 o'clock at night? And, you know, the body's just asking for something different right now. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's a completely spontaneous <laughs> jam right now. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Live right. in the studio. What, what sort of tempo? Like Whatever. Let's just... Whatever. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> just freestyle. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Freestyling with Grace Savage on the radio. This is from the top of the Don Flow. So it's not written before. From the straight, from the top of my head, it can't be ignored. Through our radio, this is how we do. We represent for all of the crews. Cause we love every single people in the world. Whether you're a man or a woman or a boy or a girl. Take the smile, travel the extra mile. Do it now. This is how we roll. Sarah Love, this is how we do. Representing for all of you. I love hip hop. That's why I rap. Bring it right now. When I kill it on the track Ripping and I'm spitting And I'm bringing and I'm giving Pure vibes from my heart And that's I'm feeling Yeah Big up <laughs> Alright Alright That was uh, Angel MC And Grace Savage Beatboxing there live In the studio Sarah how'd you go Filming all of that Hip hop Yeah Hip hop <laughs> Hey, um, what I did want to talk about is this um, is this show. We've got a, we've only got a few minutes left, but um, for this, this uh, new TV show. So, uh, well, actually, yeah. we're, the, part of how we were working together uh, last year, I was uh, Angel asked me to go and DJ for um, her because she was approached by Channel Four and Lonesome Pines Production to make a documentary about this incredible event that uh, Angel is behind, lyrically challenged. So, yeah, tell the people about the show. Like, what's what is this gonna be? Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, it's a show called Women in Hip Hop. I don't know what Lonesome Pine Productions are calling it, but Women in Hip Hop sounds pretty cool. And um, yeah, so it's it's representing all five elements in hip hop, in my personal opinion, um, my favourite female artists in the industry. So it's got Sarah Love representing on the decks, Grace Savage and Bellatrix on the beatbox, Rhymes from Bodicea Dance Crew. It's got the LC Collective, which is myself, Emma Pryor, Serena Reynolds and Shady. And we've got Girls on Top Graffiti Crew as well as Weirdo. So in my opinion, these these are the forerunners in the industry who are also pioneers and business women and women who have really contributed towards hip-hop culture in their individual elements. So I produced a show. We produced it for our album launch. We got some funding from PRS Women Make Music Fund, which gave us enough funds to be able to afford to book these women because just on the events we were running at Passing Clouds we weren't creating enough revenue so thank you very much to PRS Women Make Music for creating that opportunity for us to be able to make these connections Marianne from Lonesome Pine Productions came down and watched the show she loved it so we recreated it for Channel 4 in November and it's coming out this year and we don't know when the date is yet because they're talking about extending it. It was going to be 10 minutes and now they're in talks about making it a lot longer. So Two hour feature means. film. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's they're looking, they're looking yeah. for Oscar nominations. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I signed up for. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the director just won a BAFTA as well. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so the female director and it's an all female production team. So it's an absolute all women thing and, and it's it's a groundbreaking project. It's never been done before. I don't think anywhere in the world women have never been showed in shown in this way in hip hop in the world on a TV show. So it's a groundbreaking idea. And I'm really excited to see it and, and honoured to amazing. work with you guys. Oh, it was just my honour to be part of it. And it was such a cool day, like the, the whole event and just the, the vibes in the place to be was just so wicked. And hats off to you for putting that all together because that is no easy feat, you know. And uh, it was just interesting because when they were interviewing me for the uh, the <laughs> documentary and I was saying to them, you know, traditionally and from the early days, women have always been a part of hip hop. And they were like, no way, seriously? And so it's just so... <laughs> Curious how far we've come to a point where it's like a, uh, um, you know, it's a, 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 a strange thing to see a woman rapping or beatboxing or DJing. But, you know, really, we were there for, since the inception. So you, you've brought us full circle, really. Let, and let's keep doing that. And, yeah, I just love it and just so honoured to work with everyone on the project and just excited to keep pushing hip hop really excited for our next event we've got another one on the 27th of March at Passing Clouds I'm going to be launching my mixtape there as well which is um, like a little 10 year collection of work um, some of my old tunes some new tunes that I've written which is featuring like Baby Souls on there It's from King Blues Nutty P has produced most of it and it's just a little journey of my work that I just wanted to put out as a free download there'll be some CDs to by, and we've got some really cool bands coming up. Someone called Imperial Works, Chester P's performing at that event, my friend Lena Cullen, and it's going to be a really banging event. So come to Passing Clouds, plus there's the open mic, but there's going to be a really limited amount of slots. We were literally one in, one out, and the slots went by like 7.30, doors open at 7 o'clock. There's going to be eight limited open mic spoken word slots. If you'd like one, come down and get one, Passing Clouds. What's the web Amazing, address? How can yeah. they find you online to get in touch? find us on Facebook and um, facebook.com slash lyrically challenged uk come and check us out and yeah talk to us but just come to the event passing clouds 27th of march it's going to be on from seven till four in the morning it's a full party it's going to be yeah. absolutely slamming we are expecting queues around the block again so be involved it's like a festival it's a festival of love <laughs> yeah because um, we love hip-hop so it's angel mc we've got in the studio now uh, right now thank you so much for coming in thank you for um, having me no you're not well but you smashed it. It was great having you. Thank you. Really and Grace Savage as well. Still here. Yeah. Thank yes, you. Grace, how can people you track so you down online? Give yeah. them the, the details of where uh, to find you. Great, yeah. Grace Savage Official on Facebook and at underscore Grace Savage on the Twitter sphere. Wonderful. Beautiful. So, yeah, reach out to these beautiful ladies. They're working hard, doing good things for the people, not just hip hop, for the people. That's right. And coming up next, uh, brand new segment. You taking the piss Tuesday? Uh, we're going to get into that shortly. You're on FUBAR, Sarah Hugh, and Doc 2. Domestic Science that is featuring Wildflower, Temper, Estelle, Skits, and uh, you're on Fubar. Sarah Hugh and Doc 2. Doc Brown is away. Be back next week. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, keep it, your messages coming through to us. You can tweet us at Fubar Radio. Email us Tuesday Drive at FubarRadio.com and give me a call on 0330 because I want to know. I think there's so many instances. Well, we were talking about getting lost in translation last week. Um, mm. You know, there's so many differences. I was in the States last week and how there's just little phrases where, you know, Americans have no idea what you're talking about. Even that we're, we're separated by common language. And, you know, so there's one phrase which definitely Americans do not know is 
are you taking the piss? Because they're just kind of like, oh, why are you talking about urinating? I, it's like, I, no. yeah, I collect urine and I'm going <laughs> yeah. to the bathroom to take some piss. But in Aussie, you say taking the piss, isn't it? No, nah, not really. No? No. 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 I don't even where know where it started from, actually. What are you, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah. What are you fucking saying? What are you fucking saying? But um, I don't even know where it started from. But I was thinking, you know, there's so many instances we all encounter where, I'm sorry, people are just straight up taking the piss. Yeah. yeah and it, bad, if it? you don't understand what taking the piss means, it's like you're taking liberties, basically. Yeah. So I thought we need to bring a regular feature to the show. Are you taking the piss Tuesdays? Well, Sarah, what <laughs> so, has happened? I want to know what's happened to you as well. well what's happened to you I to make you want to do this? Well, I guess it's just a minor gripe. On the plane, firing back from uh, Florida to London yesterday, um, so that you know how they have like a touch screen in the back of your, um, your, your, in the back of the seat, so you can watch your films on the, yeah, on the yeah, screen. Yeah. And it's kind of the hint is in the name. It's just touch. All you need to do is touch it. You know. So I think the guy in the seat behind me, he didn't really get that. <laughs> he thought you had, it was a punch screen, so you have oh. to punch the screen to get to work. So about six hours into the flight, I was like, okay, I've been tolerating this like you know I, it's it's like i'm understanding it's not a big deal he's just punching the back of my seat for the last six hours but then when i'd finally fallen into a deep sleep and then uh, got woken up by my chair being punched i had to do something and i just <laughs> i wasn't it was i didn't really think it through because i was asleep at the time so i literally just woke up and then just smacked the back of my chair and i was like please Oh. And I wanted to say, are you taking the piss, mate? Did he get it? Did he get it? Was he? Did he understand? <laughs> I have, I, well, he didn't. I didn't have any interference on the. Probably going to be an emergency landing. Yeah, I now. was expecting security to meet me at the at the door, but I was like, come on, dude! Like we're stuck on this plane together yeah. for the next nine hours. Like, don't take the piss. So I'm wondering, what instances have you encountered this week, Fubar listeners, where yeah. you're like, seriously, are you taking the piss? Yeah, yeah. We want to do this everywhere. This is a this is a great opportunity to vent. You can vent. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a pretty. Uh, I had one that kind of. Uh, I literally. I think I might have even said, "Are you taking the piss?" I probably didn't. Didn't my Australian <laughs> twang, but I, um, I was on the bus on the weekend. Um, on the weekend on Monday or something. I can't remember yesterday. But I was um, getting on the front of the bus, and the lady was getting off with the pram. Mm. And I was like, you know, usually people get off at the at the back of the bus when they're getting off. Mm-hmm. But she she got off at the front, and I was like, oh. So I stepped aside and was like, do you need a hand? Can I help? And then as I stepped aside, some dude from behind me was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to get to the front of the line, pushed in front of me and pushed and like, was like wedging his way past her. So she couldn't even like get off the, wow. she couldn't even get her pram off the bus because this dude's like, like, what are you doing, lady? What are you doing? Uh-uh. I was like, mate, are you taking the piss, mate? <laughs> like, are you, are you taking the piss? <laughs> so what about you guys? Let us know. I know at some point this week you have thought to yourself, are you taking the piss? Yeah. Hit us up, Food Bar Radio on Twitter. Email us, TuesdayDrive at FoodBarRadio.com or give me a call, 0330 Yeah. You know, Food Bar, Sarah Hugh and Doc 2, and uh, we'll get all your stories up next. i got to say, we're just talking about taking the piss yeah. I think sometimes the police do kind of take the piss don't they yes we all encounter these moments in our day to day lives where you think to someone are you taking the piss mate yeah I know and we have a caller don't we who we has do. also <laughs> is backing us up on this you're on FUBAR Sarah Hugh and Dog 2 KRS1 there's sound of the police yes and we are kicking off our brand new Tuesday segment 
Are you taking the piss? When someone has done something to piss you off, um, as an example before, Sarah was just saying she was on the uh, on a plane um, the other day and someone was punching the back of her chair. <laughs> punching For like six hours straight. It took me six hours until I broke. I was trying to be all like, namaste about it. But then finally I was like, are you taking the piss, mate? Right. That's just not right. It's not right, is it? And we got Jennifer from Manchester on the line. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. Yeah. Jennifer sounds so nice. She like does. she would never oh, have the attitude with someone. I love Manchester, by the way. <laughs> I used to go to uni in Manchester. So big up to oh. all the Manchester mandem. Yay! <laughs> Whereabouts in Manchester well, well. are you? <laughs> Whereabouts um, in Manchester? Well, just by Didsbury, that end. Oh, very posh. Yes. Yes, mm. it's nice over there. So what happens <laughs> in just by Didsbury, Jennifer, that makes you say, Are you taking the piss? Well, you know, it wasn't my work, basically, you know. And um, we agreed a price to do the job, and then when the job was done, we got paid hardly anything. <laughs> and you are... That's bad. Yes, they agreed it, they headhunted us, they said, look, we're going to pay you, blah, 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 you're the best girls for the job. It was in promotions, well-known store, and um, then when we got our wages, they packed us we were left with nothing not even a crumb seriously oh, that is really, all the that time is really, and really effort yeah. love all that time that and put effort into this for them for these freaks honestly it was just disgusting that is definitely a valid time to just be feeling like are you taking the piss or exactly. what what did you do did you yeah. what, did, what did you do did you get did you get all staunch on them or what happened well, we just said, right, we're we're going to do... And plus, we had to work in the cold as well. There was oh, a big crack. Yes, you know? <laughs> you're from Manchester. You're tough. You can handle yes, the cold yes. and the rain. Yeah, so we walked out. We walked out. We just left our aprons there and we left. That was it. Oh, hey, good uh, for you. Yeah, good on you. That's good. They were definitely Throw taking the piss. Throw the aprons down. I like that. That was a great the one. The aprons were left. <laughs> I know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> like, Not take so that. Not so for yeah. you. Hey, uh, hey, Jennifer and Sarah, what do you think about this time? We just got an email in, uh, TuesdayDrive at FUBARadio.com. This is from uh, from Laura Percy saying that her dad used to accidentally send her text messages that were meant for his girlfriend. Oh, and what makes it worse... <laughs> That his oh. pet name for her oh. is sexy. No doubt. No. Oh. Hashtag. Are you taking the piss Tuesday? Oh, that's not cool. That's like send a shudder that down your spine. <laughs> taking the piss. That's like disturbing. That's like traumatized for yeah. life. That is. Piss. I need counselling myself. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are, are you in therapy Tuesdays? No, it's not. Are you yes. Yeah. That's the follow from oh. Are you taking the piss? I do like this though. I think it's good to have a vent. It's good to vent, especially because yeah, you, know, you got to vent. You know, it, 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 I think English people are very we, good at it too. Really? Well, I find yes. it quite polite. I'm generally quite polite, but um, but you get them in the right gear, and they'll be throwing aprons on the floor and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> do you know what? This is another, another the beaver will come out. Yeah, I know this is a pretty stock standard one as well, um, where people are walking on the wrong side of the stairs up the tube. But I had a yes. guy, a guy dance side to side the other day. He goes like, "Nah, you're not getting up." You're on the wrong side. I'm like, come on, man. Oh, my God. Go back down. Go back down. (laughs) That's (laughs) the life and death situation on the tube in London. um, You are risking life by doing that. Thank you so much for the call, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. Yes. Bye, darling. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. I love it. Manchester. No worries at all. Um, Hi. Je- bye, darling. Just, a, just <laughs> about Mike. time for us to get out of here. Um, we'll come back towards the end of this and um, and uh, say a little goodbye. You're on Fubar Radio, Sarah Hugh and Doc Two. Double O D, double O 
All right, so just about us. We've got to get out of here now. We will be back next Tuesday, 4 to 6, right here on Fubar Radio. If you want to get in touch between then, Tuesday Drive at FubarRadio.com. And Sarah Love will have Doc Brown next, back next week as well. Yay! All right, well, that's about it. Bye. Don't worry, there'll be opportunities to say, are you taking the piss yeah, next gonna... week? We're going to keep this going. All We're right, with we'll... you. Solidarity. <laughs> Bye.